Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Brandt-Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And we will be right back. Special guest Anthony Griffith up next with the family. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, tell me when Mr. Griffith's ready to go. He's ready. We will. He is ready. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, the book is called Behind the Laughter, A Comedian's Tale of Tragedy and Hope. Anthony Griffith, our very special guest. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Hey, you know, I was just listening to, um, I forgot the comic, who was talking about the glitter. Prince would wear glitter on his face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was that again? It was talking about Prince pouring glitter on his face. Friday? It was Friday, right? It was a, I think it was Friday show, yeah. Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. think. It was either, it was either uh, Adam Ray or it was Jeff Dye. One of those two guys. Jeff Dye. Sounds like it was probably Jeff. Adam Ray. It was Jeff. It was Jeff? Oh, it was yeah, Jeff. It was okay, Jeff. Yeah. It was Jeff. Very, yeah. very, very funny guy. Very funny guy. Yes, it was. I'll read this p- p- paragraph that I want to, to hear. Man, this is unbelievable. Anthony Griffith, stand-up com- comic from Chicago's South Side, has lived on the borderline of comedy and tragedy. At the very time his career as a stand-up comedian was taken off, he had to finally achieve his dream of appearing on The Tonight Show. He was also enduring an unimaginable personal nightmare. His two-year-old daughter, Brittany Nicole, was dying of cancer. While Anthony performed under bright lights, he struggled not to succumb to the darkness of losing a child. <sighs> I cannot wait to hear your story, Anthony, because this is the kind of strength that that uh, it's just admirable. It's completely admirable, and and it just well, I just want to listen to you, Anthony. Well, I do. You, you never totally get through these things. I wouldn't imagine. I don't think I would. Well, you definitely. Um, uh, it, it definitely hits you. You definitely have to take a step back. Uh, we always hear that. Things that don't kill you make you stronger, uh, but you still got to go through uh, everything that that comes with it. Uh, Thank goodness I was with my wife. Uh, She's been with me for like now 33 years. So um, it was a time that we we were like zombies uh, 
and so we just had to come out the so on the other end. Yeah. yeah. So it is yeah, hard. I mean, yeah. Yep. So Anthony, you uh, this was how long ago uh, when your when your baby girl, two year old Brittany Nicole, was diagnosed? How long ago was that? Um, she was. Let me see. I'm going to say uh, ninety. Yeah, she she was so, first, first oh, diagnosed. Yeah. Then she went to remission, and then we came out, went to California, uh, and then when I got the call to do the the, the Tonight Show. I got a second call that her her cancer had resurfaced. Yeah. Oh God, the same so, the same time period. You're finally achieving your life's goal of being on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson at the time, right? Ninety one. Was that was that his last year? When was Johnny yeah. Carson's last year on the Tonight Show? Uh, his last year, I think was I think it was ninety ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. Yeah, I think yep. that's, I think that's right. So, so you're on, you you achieve your goal of being on the Tonight Show, and and at that same time you find uh, find out that Brittany Nicole's cancer has returned. So how did you deal with that? I mean, you have this great great breakthrough, and then this horribly sad news. How did you deal with all that, Anthony? Well, we you know we had family. Uh, we had uh, like I said, uh, we definitely uh, prayed. We were believers and. I had to compartmentalize everything, you know. Uh, during the day, we'd be uh, administering to my our daughter, and at night, I would go to the clubs to uh, to try to form out some comedy for the show. So uh, when I was doing this show, I would go take the show, and then we would rush. I would rush to uh, the children's hospital. So we all, all of us could watch the show in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, right now, as a matter of fact, uh, our daughter and our son are on the show. My wife and I do the show with our, or our son and our daughter. And our daughter has a two-year-old baby girl right now. And I'm just, you know how you kind yeah. of project this thing on, on your own family? I just can't even imagine the heartbreak of all that, Anthony. Yeah, because, you know, we've never had someone uh, died um, close to us. So, uh, and being young, I didn't know how to uh, how to deal with it. So, yeah, everything was new uh, from uh, the administration of drugs, of, uh, you know, because you're the father and you're supposed yeah. to know what to do. But I was I was at a loss. And, um, yeah, I was just dealing here one at a time. And, and the, my bro, Nikki, um, would look at me as like, uh, what's going on? And I, oh, I didn't have God. any response. Yeah. So, so Anthony, yeah. How, how long, uh, so what, what was the outcome with Brittany Nicole? She, you find out at two Brittany, years old that her uh, cancer's returned. Right. So she, um, uh, she, we, we had to do the chemo, and the, because it came back, uh, the chemo had to be more aggressive. And you know, she had lost her hair and um, everything. And uh, but in the in the children's hospital, she thought it was normal because in the cancer ward, all the kids had you know had lost their hair. Um, so uh, you know, and then. And then she succumbed to the the cancer uh, within another third year, yeah. And that was uh, my third time on the Tonight Show. But uh, I really could care less because uh, life had had shown itself. Yeah. So yeah, it made me take right. a step back. Yeah. The surprising, the, the surprising twist along Anthony's path highlight the power of God that goes before us and prepares the way. Uh, truth that later encourages Anthony and Bridget after Brittany's death. Uh, how old was she when, when she died? How old was Brittany when she died? About uh, three. She was three. Oh, she was only yep. three. Oh, God. I'm so yeah. sorry to hear mm-hmm. all these years later. I'm so sorry to hear that, Anthony, because it, I can't even imagine 
Uh, I suppose we all can't imagine how you would even deal with that situation. And and you're you're just really your tonight show three times and your career's taken off and you're thinking I should be very very happy. Do you ever sit and wonder, yeah. wonder at that time by yourself why you were given this great opportunity to be an uh, international comedian appearing on The Tonight Show? At that time, by the way, I should mention, ladies and gentlemen, The Tonight Show would garner about 15 million viewers a night on average. It wasn't like <laughs> exactly. now they get a million and a half. It was like 15 million people, and you're out there, and then you you come home and you have a sick baby girl in your house. And I, I so how so so. So Brittany dies, and then how did I, – I don't even want to ask you how that feels, but how did, how did you and your, your wife cope with that? Um, I, I would say after Brittany's death, uh, 10 years, we were like comatose. We were like zombies just going through the motion, not really uh, uh, hearing, smelling the roses or hearing the birds. It was just – I would I would I would say those ten years after the death of Brittany, um, you know, I I couldn't even tell you who's who the president was, uh, any of that stuff because we were just oblivious to what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we, 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 right, we, we were mourning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Were you able to work, Anthony, during that period? Because that man, you must be one hell of an actor if you could work during that period. <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, a lot of us we can function uh, automatically just doing stuff. So yeah, I was able to work, but it was it was no jury. Um, yeah, I was just doing doing it because that's what I do. Um, as a comic, you make people laugh, but I wasn't really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, cause, no. because bills still need to be paid, you know? Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, your mortgage still needs to be due, and uh, Uncle Sam wants his, his taxes. So, yeah, you still, life does, life does not stop because, um, you know, a tragedy befalls you. Yeah. 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 No, you're absolutely right. What's kind of interesting, Anthony, to me is, as I said, my wife is here, our son and our daughter and Cassie, a dear family friend. They're they're all kind of just speechless because it, none of us none of us can imagine what that no. what that's like, what you've been through, how you even to this day, all these all these years later, because she would have died in 1992. Is that correct? Brittany died in 92. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, here she we are. 90. Here we are. Twenty. 27 years later, how is it, how is it today? Do you, have you accepted the fact, uh, by coincidence, Anthony, we were just talking about these, these uh, bombings at the Catholic churches in Sri Lanka, and now a woman in San Diego has exactly. been arrested because she threatened yeah. Obama. Yeah. Uh, but we were wondering, and I didn't know at this point, because you're an hour or two, I didn't know what, what you were on to talk about, because I don't like to read ahead too much. Uh, I just kind of like yeah. to learn things as it goes. We were just talking about the fact that people should be able to, to you know, what, no matter whom their God is, as long as it makes them happy and they're not bothering anybody else, why do people use use religion as, as a, a weapon uh, or a tool or whatever it is? I don't understand. Why can't people just be happy with their own God? I've never understood that. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a, a great question, and I, I don't know the answer because it should be. Uh, I believe in something you don't, but hey, we both agree to disagree, and uh, I yeah. think that's why I've been married for thirty thirty three years because uh, you know my wife and I we don't agree on everything, but hey, um, life is not going to keep us apart, and it's not no. yeah. So I don't I was I was uh, crestfallen at. Um, at the the bombings this weekend, and it's yes. uh, it, it's just it's just you know what I did learn with uh, the death of my daughter, and 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 this weekend, uh, tomorrow is not promised, and that if yeah. you love someone, let them know today. You know we have we can text, you can email, you can Skype, 
you can just say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Um, I love you. And, yeah, because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah. No, you're right, Anthony. You're you're making me tear up here, Anthony. I want you to know that was because it's well, so hey, hey. <laughs> Well, I don't want you to tear up. There's, there's uh, <laughs> a, 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 but I'm a comic. There's a lot of funny stuff in the book. Yes, um, there is. I, know, I, we do need to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and my wife at the in the beginning did not like me. Hated my guts. To the power. <laughs> well, there you go. There you have it. Yeah, yeah I should mention there's a lot. There's a lot of funny stuff. Yeah, there, because she thought I was a womanizer uh, because wow. I would come to work and I at seven thirty and I was I was dozing off, but she didn't know that I was working. I was going to school and I was starting stand up. So I was, you know, I was tired. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, um, but but Anthony, yeah. you can't blame her. You're a very handsome man, so why wouldn't she think you're up? <laughs> <laughs> you're an unbelievable man, and I, I admire you so much. And your your wife, you're still together. I mean, a lot of people, something like that happens, and and couples, uh, you and Bridget certainly could have broken up because a lot of a lot of couples do. But you're still together. Sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it does break up a lot of people, and I think I think because people uh, they associate me with the hurt with the past, and they just don't want to be with that person to yeah. remind them of that, or 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 it can just strengthen you uh, because uh, you were with that person and you both were able to comfort each other, and that's the big thing. Yeah, that is the big thing. The book is called Behind the Laughter, a Comedian's Tale of Tragedy and Hope. What an admirable man you are, Anthony. And please uh, give our best to your lovely wife as well, to Bridget. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you're thinking of Brittany every day. And it's just an honor to have you on. Thanks so much for your time today, Mr. Griffith. Thank you, sir. And Mr. Griffith, that's my father. I'm just saying that for me. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Well, I, let me let me close with this. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad your mom and dad didn't name you Andy Griffith? Be honest. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, but they were go. they were going to name they were going to name me. I was going to be Anthony Griffin. No, I was going to be John Henry Griffin the third. And my mom said no, 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 not happening. But, not yeah. happening. Anthony, yeah. thanks, thanks no. so much for your time. All the, be all the best to you, sir. Thanks very much. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. We'll be back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. 
Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Bam, bam, bam. The Eye of the Tiger. Why are you playing this? I don't know. It just It's kind of one of those songs where no matter, you know, you always overcome. You know, whatever. Yeah, well, there you go. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of the story of Rocky, I think. Honest to God, when he got into that one part, I was like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> I, I swear, it's like every oh. every parent's you know worst nightmare is God, to yes. have your kid get sick, and of course oh, to die, yeah. to pass away is just the worst. I I remember. I mean, I was like, I, mean, I used to pray all the time. Okay, God, <laughs> let's <laughs> okay, make a bargain God. here. You want to take somebody in the family? Don't take one of the kids. Take me. <laughs> or or at least let the kids live to be 21 okay i mean i used to i used to do that kind I of know. stuff i get like these irrational fears of them getting sick and dying wow. especially when you hear of a kid getting sick and dying you're like i don't want that i can't i know sage has had, sage has had a swollen lymph node since he was like two months old and it hasn't like changed or grown or anything so they're like some people just That's have those good. their whole lives yeah, yep. i've got one yep. on my left side Right yeah, here. his is right. Too. His is back here. Yeah, mine too. And then Fawn the other day, I was like touching her chin, and she had like this oh giant God. swollen lymph node on her ne- <laughs> like right underneath her jawline. Huge. Uh, it was like the size of a gumball. Uh, and I was like, oh my God. And then it was gone two days later, like went away because she was just dealing with getting rid of a cold or something. But I was like, yeah. you know, those things, because lymph nodes are like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know. don't want your lymph so, nodes going yeah. awry. Every time I bring Sage in, I'm like, he still has the lymph node. They're like, as long as it's not uh, changing, it's totally fine. I'm like, oh, my God. So I, know. I know. It's scary stuff. It really to scary. live through it is I just, I can't. I know. I mean, we've known people that haven't been able to make it, you know, yeah. when oh, they've yeah. lost a kid well, their whole life. I mean, their, their physical appearance, yeah. everything changed. It just... Yeah. It's so hard to deal with. So terrible. It really God is. bless him. For you know, yeah. Carrying right. on. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Griffith, I should mention to everybody, uh, had it all. He was on The Tonight Show three times. He was, you know, doing really, really well. Everything was fantastic. It was the first time he was on The Tonight Show when this happened. Very handsome guy. I mean, he's one of those guys that had it all. And all of a sudden, he finds out his baby girl's not going to make, not going to even live another year. Uh, it's very, very hard to deal with. And that just, and it, you, of course, you, you look back. I mean, I look back and, you know, when Andy was two and when Alex was two and just thinking about that, having it, I can't even imagine what that feels like. Two. They're so, they're so tiny I still. I know. Ugh. It's terrible. And who knows why it happens, but, uh, boy, I tell you, he's very inspirational because he's just fighting it every day. And, uh, I don't know. Well, you have to impressed. carry on to honor the memory of your child. You can't just. Yep, that's true. I mean, it just this really would. After grieving not. for you know thirty years, you just have to get. It's been twenty-seven years. Get some yeah. help, because yeah. it's too much to deal with for anybody. It has been twenty-seven years. Oh, you just think about it. It's like, good God, I just, I don't know. It just, just it, it gets to be too much, don't you think? Yes. I don't know. We shall see. We keep moving forward, and, and so far, so good. And that's you know that's the deal right there. Uh, in any case, so I don't know. Boy, I tell you, there's a lot of a lot of local news. I'm looking at Baldelli's vow. Versatile Astudio will not play shortstop for twenty. <laughs> Astudio's never going to play shortstop. He's a little big to be playing a shortstop, but uh, he plays everywhere else. He plays third base, plays first base, plays the outfield, the catcher. He does it all apparently. Uh, so I don't know. That works for me. But, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in the news this morning. Uh, now, who's Lizzo? Li- li- uh, she's basking a local. In number one. She's a local singer. Oh, she's, oh, she's from Minneapolis-St. Paul? I think so, yeah. Oh, basking in new number one album. Lizzo adds heat to chilled out Coachella Fest. So it's nice to hear a local person made good. And I'm out pretty there. sure she's from here. I'll check, but. 
Yeah, check that out because, uh, yeah, number one album. It's very, very impressive. So we like to see local people doing well. And I, I know I've heard her name before, I, but I didn't. I don't think I. I they play her on the current a lot. On the current? Yeah. Okay. I see. Big fans of mine. I know that. I'm For sure. Oh, just kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Origin, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So he is from Minneapolis. She is. Okay. Yes, That's good. Excellent. She is. Yeah. She's a rapper. She's. I don't know. Her music is. I haven't heard her new album. It just just came out like last Thursday or something. No, no. It just dropped, Alex. It just dropped. Come on. Pardon. It just dropped. Beg my pardon. I hate that so much. You know, my dropped a new album. Oh, did you? Did you drop it? <laughs> well, take did it, it break? Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no Cassie the and my over... dad jokes <laughs> yes uh, well. what wait a minute she said did it break yeah like and, an old man and would Cassie say. said well, we'll pick it up <laughs> we said we'll, dad jokes we'll at the same time <laughs> uh, we'll pick it up Louisa Kastner led her rambunctious poodle mix pup along the Kenilworth Corridor in Minneapolis uh, last week as she grimly considered the popular recreational trail's future as a busy transit corridor. Later this month, builders will begin cutting down more than 1,000 trees to make way for the $2 billion Southwest Light Rail Transit Project, which will connect Minneapolis to Eden Prairie. The removal of trees and thicket on the trail along the uh, along the nexus of the controversy surrounding the Southwest Rail Project would be a tangible sign that construction of the largest public works project in Minnesota history is moving forward. W- once again, you can't have everything. You can either have uh, you know public transit or you can't. Uh, I, I, well, Kath- they're kind of cutting through a pretty you know that that's a that area the whole lakes area. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty loved area well, people I love that. love the fact that it is you know mm-hmm. nature in the city basically and now they're going to shut you know put a train right through it well but they're the ones that don't want you driving your car so that's why it's being built the same people who are complaining that they're cutting down this stuff or this people that don't want anyone driving their cars anymore you can't have it both ways. I know. I think it's terrible they're putting it where they are, but I, where else are they going to put it? I don't understand why they don't do it like the Chicago L and run it above and below the highways, the existing highways, yeah, for the most Chicago, part. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, that would be the easiest and quickest route to everything, wouldn't it? Well, you and I were talking about this morning, your mother and I were talking this morning about the fact that uh, without telling anyone, uh, parking downtown Minneapolis on Sundays is no longer free. And parking in downtown Minneapolis now has a two-hour limit. And parking in Minneapolis went up a dollar an hour. Are they trying to drive business out of downtown Minneapolis? Is that what you're trying to do? Because I know what you're really doing. You're trying to talk people into not driving their cars anymore. And people have to get to work. I mean, yes. it's, it's all great intentions in a way. But I'm sorry. We have a very long, very harsh winter. Yes, we do. People that are dressed up to go to work aren't going to want to sit out there in the sleet and the yeah. snow and wait for their bus or the light rail. Right. I mean, like, if they covered all of the bus stops with, like, heated enclosures, well, sure, that but nice. that would be really expensive. Not going to happen. Well, and I mean, the other thing is, I mean, the light rail transit system in Minneapolis is kind of, uh, I don't know what it's doing financially. It can't be doing well because most people don't pay. But they don't pay, yeah. They don't even pay to ride on it. They just get on, and that's kind of the way it is. Look, the other thing about that is, and I, I, we talked about this when they were building it, and I had a couple of politicians on early. This is many, many years ago, and I said, how are you going to keep the riders safe from all the psychopaths that are going to ride that train? Because they are going to ride the train. Uh, they don't protect the citizenry from these nut jobs at all. Well, and they should also, I think, make it easier for the worker bees who pay all the taxes to go to work. Well, I know. I mean, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Where is this line going? It's going out to Eden Prairie, but where is it exactly going? It's going to where? You said this line is going out to Eden Prairie. Well, I thought you said Long Prairie. I'm like, God, it's no, 120 long. miles long. <laughs> no. Uh, yes, it's going to Eden Prairie. So, That's is it exactly going to right. a mall? I mean, there's not exactly a downtown probably Eden by Prairie. The, probably, the, probably by the mall would be my probably, guess. Probably, yes, I would guess. So, true. this is to help people get out to the Eden Prairie Mall, or is it to get people to dry, ride know. into downtown for sporting events? Yeah, What's see, the point of the train? I don't know. I have no idea. 
It's just none of those situations where nobody will talk about the fact, and I, um, I, I think I'm the only person that will, will tell it like it is. They're a bunch of dimwit people that take <laughs> advantage of anybody who's vulnerable on those trains, and you just let it happen. Why do you do that? Why don't you, if you want people to ride the train, you better protect them from the psychopaths. Because there are oh plenty God. of psychopaths, I you'd can promise have you that. A, you'd have to have an armed guard on every train. <laughs> yes, you I would. Mean, not every car. I just, and that's not pro- probably financially possible. Well, then well, they, it's uh, not uh, a good idea. At Sorry. the very least, I mean, are there at least uh, cameras on the trains? Because if there's, I mean, uh, that I don't know. There has yeah, to be at least know. that. I would think so. People in all kinds of cities take trains every single day, and uh, yes, mm-hmm. some stuff happens. It does. I, but, I mean, the majority of the time, people can ride a train and not be murdered. Well, do we have rail police like they do in New York City and Chicago? And well, do they have, not do they, really. Do we have police? And I didn't think so. And it's safer, I'm sure, than driving a car. Like you're probably yes, more, I'm you're, sure it is. You're probably way, way, way more likely to get in a car accident than you are to get murdered on a train. Like Joe, Joe from Louisville says, the point of the train in the first place is to just one more more place to rob people. <laughs> That's real nice, but it's true. You can't leave people exposed to lunatics. Mm. You can't do that because they're 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 going to be the ones drawn to it first. Oh, wait a minute! There's a train and nobody's watching over the the passengers. Oh, this I, ought to be easy pickings. I like taking the train if I can. Yeah, if I could. Yeah, that, if, if I, I can, could. If that'd I be can, good. but I'm not going to take the train if it goes through, you know, areas that I don't feel safe in because mm-hmm. I just which you know, it will. I don't like that. I know. I mean, just being female, it, I'm probably right. a little bit more aware of my surroundings than I need to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I like I like taking trains. I mean, the traffic on highways have just gotten so psychotic and so backed up and so slow and with people texting and driving and staring at their telephones driving at 80 miles an hour i don't feel safe on the highways anymore either you know i will tell you in my old neighborhood this was many many years ago in my old neighborhood there was a young man that was beaten almost to death it was a young man who was deaf and they almost beat him to death they beat him so severely you know why they beat him no because he was speaking in sign language, and they thought he was gang signing. <sighs> this is what I'm talking about. They almost killed that kid, and all he was doing was trying to talk to somebody in sign language. They just thought, because they're so dim, that is dumb. That he was gang signing. I think, what the hell is wrong with you? You got to protect the, the people from from these lunatics. I mean, doesn't matter what country you're in, or who it is, or whatever. You got to protect your people, and they're not doing it. Yeah, I remember when we went out. Remember when we took that river cruise thing out of St. Paul? Mm, yeah. And yep. there are people that flew in from all over the country mm-hmm. to take this uh, river cruise thing, and people were trying to take the train. So they were staying in St. Paul for the most part. Yeah. Because right. the train. Uh, I mean, the the boat went from, what was the landing over there? Uh, like so downtown St. Paul. Yeah, almost. it is downtown St. Paul. So right. most people were staying in downtown St. Paul, oh, and they the tried to take called? the light rail to and from Minneapolis, and they said it was the most terrifying thing. And these people are from all over the country, mm-hmm. big cities, everything. And they said, your light rail is the most terrifying <laughs> thing I've it ever is. Been on in my life. Exactly, and these were people from New York City. (laughs) I'm not. They would. I would never tell anybody to take the light rail when they come to Minneapolis. As a matter of fact, don't take it. (laughs) There was a couple named Smith from New York City. They live, uh, you know, lived in New York City. Grew up in New York City their whole lives. Said it was the most terrifying thing they've ever been on in their entire lives. The light rail system in Minnesota. They yeah. didn't think would be quite so dangerous. They were so shocked. They were like, there's all these kids. They're throwing bottles at each other. They're just yep. lobbing stuff all over the place. Yep. They're screaming and carrying on. And then they they were pounding on each other in the train. Well, Mike Molina used to take the train. Yes, and he was breaking saw up fights constantly. Constant fights. Yep, and he was breaking up fights because Molina's a big kid. But the whole thing about that is is all these scumbag politicians in Minnesota. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to say that because it'll I'll look racist. Nobody <laughs> said it was any people of any particular color that were doing this. I'm talking about across the board. All people of all colors have their own psychopaths. It's not a racial thing like you like to believe everything is racial, which it's not. It's just there are psychopaths out there 
uh, of all stripes. And that's just a fact. But you're so afraid. Oh, they might think I'm racist. There's nothing racist about it. Everybody has their own criminals, right? For sure. So, yeah, when people from New York City are saying, God, I don't want to ride on that light rail system. It's not safe. <laughs> and they're from New York City. But they have cops on there. On there. At least they used to. I don't know. I haven't taken the subway in New York for years, but there used to be cops on there. So I'm assuming there still are. But, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that whole situation. And I, I, it, people, you need to understand something. They're trying to drive you to stop d- driving your car by jacking up the prices. All they're going to do is harm business. They're going to hurt business in downtown Minneapolis because they're incredibly dim-witted about business. And we'll be back with a special guest up next with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Apparently, Cassie has lost her mind. Yeah, she know. goes from cowboy music to this. I'm trying to find upbeat. Uplift. I was going to say, this has been a real depressing show today. Yeah. I know. God. It's because it's been about the truth, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of true things that are happier that we could talk about. And then there's the weather. Well, we have to co- we cover all the news. No, we're just talking no. about depressing stuff today. Yeah, we kind of don't. Yeah. Well. What are you talking about? Yeah, it has been kind of a depressing last 10 days. Well, I know, but we can talk. There are positive things has. that we could discuss. Like the conga. No, there aren't. You're lying. Like the conga. <laughs> Gloria Stefan. Like the conga. Like Sage trying yeah, to Gloria walk. <laughs> Sage trying to walk now? Yeah, and when I put him down to on the floor, I try to sit him down and he won't sit. He just stands up and then he wants to hold on to one hand and then he walks forward. And I'm like, oh, oh Jesus, well, Mary and Joseph, it's already starting. You're He's 10 months it. old. This is not is, appropriate. Push him down. I know. Yeah, push him over. Don't let him walk. I know he is won't. Is Dr. Singleton on the phone? No, for no, some reason. Yeah. Well, she's not? I don't. That's too bad. Yeah, and it's a little late. I wanted, to, no. I wanted to talk to her. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, she's four minutes late already, so we'll have to book her again at another time because I do want to talk to her about this. Marilyn M. Singleton, Dr. Singleton, hoaxes, scams, and your medical care. She's the president of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Hoaxes and scams have been dominating the news lately. You have a marginally known actor faking a hate crime, supposedly to raise his Hollywood profile. His attempt to claw his way to the middle could have resulted in race riots, injury, and death. His punishment, all charges were dropped. Yeah, I'd love to talk to Dr. Singleton at some point so we can book her uh, maybe later in the week or something. That would be good because, yeah, I mean, we're at the situation right now where she's, she'd only have about nine minutes left, and that I don't think is enough time to talk to her about this. I, I really do want to talk to her, though. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes. All right. Everybody's confused at health care. Well, Everybody. Yeah. We're all like, what? What's happening? I By don't way, understand. I do like the way they write this stuff because I'll read it the way it was written. Dr. Marilyn M. Singleton, promoting hoaxes, scams, and your medical care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not promoting hoaxes and yeah. scams, 
but you know it'll all work out. You never know. No, it. Uh, it is amazing. Once again, what happened to our health care? It's not the taxpayers didn't do their part. It's because we have so many scams and hoaxes in health care that people can't afford it anymore. It's mm-hmm. the scumbags, once again, that are ruining all the good things. Quit that, scumbags. Speaking of Cut it out, scumbags. Fun, up- uplifting things. Okay. <laughs> no, we're just talking about how wonderful people are. Uh, yeah, is that Apparently that's what it is? I misheard you that. You didn't hear that okay. part? Okay, yep, that was me. That's my fault. No, All I have a question. Right, what are you going to do? Mom, wasn't I afraid of thunderstorms for a while as a kid? No. Mm, I wasn't? No. Oh, nope. I remember, I remember being, being afraid of thunderstorms. I, I don't remember either one of you going through a, a big fear stage. Well, I remember Andy was, Andy had some night terrors. But they weren't really linked to anything that I could find. And they only lasted maybe, I don't know, three weeks. Um, and then they went away. You know, neither one of you were. The only thing you were ever afraid of was frogs. Still am. Frog. Aww. Horrifying. Of things. And somebody, hey, so somebody posted this. hated frogs. Yeah, somebody posted this thing the other day. It was like, I was thinking, and what if frogs were just stood on all fours and they were they ran like that and i like i'm like i'm never gonna sleep again why would anyone ever yeah like if they just stood up on their back legs and ran (laughs) oh my god oh Oh, i think there's frogs that can do that in the water Uh, shut up (laughs) never talk again they don't live in minnesota they're different where do they live so i can never go there amazon amazon don't ever go to the never go anyway we just had our first frog in our driveway no thank you froggies pass really nope never oh yeah we have we have wildlife we have turkeys we have snakes we have turtles we Mm -hmm. have frogs we have deer (laughs) we have everything in our yard that's how we are too and uh yeah and he got in our garage we get turtles in our garage all the time Turtles really? in your garage. Turtles, really? We got yeah. Turtle, turtle. I got I got home from something like book club or something in the fall, and there was this giant toad. I opened up our garage door, and there was this giant toad, and I was like, I really don't want you to come into our garage and die and shrivel up because like I'm a humanitarian. You were negotiating with the toad. I was talking to the toad, and I was like, Can you please just go out the other way? And I tried to like sweep it, and I the whole time was like, Oh my god, because. They're just so scary and oh. terrifying. I hate them. I feel oh. like a wildlife wrangler at my house. I'm constantly throwing <laughs> frogs out of my driveway <laughs> and garage and uh, turtles. Like I'll be going turtles. in my garage and all of a sudden I'll see a box moving. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm <laughs> hoping that's a reptile because I really don't want How it to be a big rodent. In yeah. there. How do they get in? The kids leave the garage door open and then they just oh, yeah. meander <laughs> on in and just chill in my garage. Oh, and... my God. <laughs> it's a safe place. Okay, yeah. going back to what I was going to say. Fawn is now afraid yes. of thunderstorms. and oh, Because, Lord. I mean, they don't go th- – I mean – it makes sense because all winter there's no thunder mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden right. now thunder we've had thunder like what three days of the last week mm-hmm. and now she's also well, afraid, she's afraid of, of air- fireworks boom yeah she's afraid of firework but she's always mm. been sensitive to sound yes and yeah so she's afraid of fireworks and now she's afraid of thunderstorms and now even airplanes going overhead like at night well geez Mm, because it's all kind of the same thing you know just like loud unexpected noises and i don't know what to do because like last night she get her earbuds but it's when she's sleeping is when she's scared of them yeah oh yeah because when she's awake the sound machine on i know but it's still we had we had a really loud thunder at our house last night Mm -hmm. it was like the big claps where it's like the house was shaking almost all across the united states the eastern part of the united states there were severe thunderstorms oh really a lot of them yeah i don't know what to do about it you'll be fine don't worry about a thing well she just gets hard to man up kid yeah man up (laughs) okay alex uh (laughs) since you want me to make this a positive show i'll read you the headlines for today and you tell me which one you want to hear okay you ready these are actual headlines by the way 18-year-old ID'd his driver killed in St. Paul single-vehicle crash. Not happy. Uh, Wisconsin native among victims in Easter bombings in Sri Lanka. DNR officer dies after being thrown from boat in Pine County. Uh, man shot in Denny's parking lot in Maplewood. Two killed in fiery St. Francis crash Easter morning. 
uh, man dies Saturday after falling between green line cars in Minneapolis. Which one of those positive stories would you like to hear? Okay. Because there aren't a whole lot of them. Well, it's just like, where are you getting your news from? This is the Pioneer Press. The the front page of the Pioneer Press. See, this is a problem with the world today. Everything that's reported (laughs) is so negative and awful. There's never like, you know, kid, I don't know what a kid would do. Does good things. Does good things. Well, here's know. one thing that would be considered a, a positive story. Former Viking Matt Burke. We've had him on the show several times. Oh, yeah. Former yes. Viking Matt Burke is co-founding a Catholic high school in Burnsville, so he'll probably be burned at the stake for that. Oh, <laughs> well, you turn, you see school. what you did there? You yeah, you something turned positive it and turned yes. it into something negative. I did not. I'm just Thank trying to protect my so friend Matt Burke. That. He's a nice man. He is a nice man. Um, He's got about 100 kids, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he's got, he's I don't got know, a, about a hundred. He's got a gaggle. Now, here's a very positive story. The boy thrown from the Mall of America balcony showing yep. real signs of recovery. Oh, I read, I read, I read that. God. It's like an absolute miracle that he, it's How is crazy. He's, I know. Um, so, okay, so he broke a bunch of bones. So he did have a head injury. Yes. Uh, yes, Because otherwise, did. They, so did they keep him in like one of those medical comas so I, his brain wouldn't swell and all yeah. that? Is that why he's been in the hospital for as long as he has? Yeah, Most I think likely, he's yeah. in a medically induced coma, yeah. I think that's probably true, but he's showing real signs of recovery, which is fantastic. Goodness. Now, here I got to read another story about a guy who's always been very, very friendly to me, a very nice man. Joe Sensor hasn't caught a pass in 35 years, but Viking fans still remember him fondly. At his home in Edina is a basket filled with more than 50 letters from people around the country who have sent old trading cards and photos they hope to have autographed and returned. Censor used to regularly sign and send back uh, such items, but hasn't been able to recently. He has suffered two strokes since 2016 and no longer can write with his right hand. I didn't know that. So letters from autograph seekers continue to pile up as his wife Amy waits until former Pro Bowl tight end can write well enough with his left hand to produce a number of satisfactory signatures. Is she the one that went to jail? No. Who's the one that went to jail? The what woman what? was married to some sort of very famous... Well, that's really great. Why don't we just throw Amy under the bus no, there, No, I'm Catherine? sorry. Yes, Amy the prisoner. Wasn't there a woman that was married to a football There was, there was yeah. You're absolutely right. That, okay. Uh, they are his fans. We want to get their cards back to them. Amy Sensor sent on a recent afternoon in the family's living room. we got to find a way to do it. Sitting next to his wife, Sensor nodded and said, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot more he's able to say other than yeah. Forty years ago, Sensor was selected by the Vikings in the sixth round of the 1979 NFL Draft, but had a once-promising career end in 1984 because of knee injuries. He suffered a massive stroke on July 3, 2016 at his home, nice. survived despite what Amy Sensor said was a less than 50% chance, but lost feeling in the entire right side of his body that has not come back. I will say this, uh, you know, I could read on, but Joe Sensor is one of the nicest men, always had very positive things to say. He owned all those restaurants and yeah. did very, very well. Are, are those, those are still in business, aren't they? Uh, a couple of them are, I think, yeah. Your brother Troy worked for, Troy worked for Joe Sensor's for a very long time. But he would see you and he would always say, hey, Tommy, how you doing? How, everything going well with the family? God bless him. He was just the nicest man in the world. So all the best to Joe Sensor, man. I, we love you and you're a hell of a guy. That's all I have to say. So, But Amy's right there by his side. Oh, they showed some writing here. Um, I can't read the first word. It's a Jordan. Jordan. Oh, does it say, say Voight Jordan Censor? I think he, so he's able to write some things. He's getting there, but he can't talk much either is the other uh, part of it. But, uh, you know, God, Joe Censor. Uh, center on September 7th, 2018 at Fred Zamberlady's funeral with former Vikings coaches Jerry Burns and Bud Grant. The photo was taken after Sensor's first stroke in July 2016, but before his second stroke on November 2018. So, yeah. Joe, you're the best. How about Coach Uncle Burns? Well, that son of a bitch. <laughs> God, remember, he would just start dropping F-bombs at, at uh, press conferences after games and I don't know. I, I, I'm very, very happy to hear that uh, his wife is uh, standing there with him. And Joe Sensor, all the all the best, man. What a great guy. Remember back at the Metrodome when they they first uh, tried uh, to figure out how to do the football stadium and the baseball stadium. Joe Sensor caught a pass and slid under the covering where second base is. Really? On the football field, he Jeez. went right under his leg. Like, God, 
God, remember what a piece of crap that Metrodome was? Uh, (laughs) Two World Series, though. Two World Series. I know. But, I mean, the new stadium is so much nicer. Oh, God, the new stadiums, both of them, the football stadium and the baseball stadium, are incredibly nice. Yes, they're so nice. Mom's right. Amy did go to jail. She did? For 41 months. For a hit and run. Oh, I do remember that now. Wasn't it, it was on a parking or not a parking ramp, but a, yeah. an exit ramp or something. Yeah, wasn't it was it? something like that. And she didn't know she hit somebody or something. Yeah, it was just really a sad story. I do remember she that. She did. Uh, let's see. She was sentenced to some amount, and then she went for forty-one months. Oh, she was released okay. almost six months early. So there you go. But yes, it was a. A uh, fatal hit and run while someone was, oh, well, I mean, he was refilling his gas tank on the 94 exit ramp in Minneapolis. Right. Not right. a great so his place. his car broke down. Well, he's, but his car broke down. What's yeah, he going to do? Gonna you know? His car didn't break down. He ran out of gas. Well, ran out Which, of gas. I mean, well, I, I mean, for real, though. I understand. Well, Not Amy a smart looks place great. to no, refill your car, unfortunately. She was caged heat for three and a half years, but no. <laughs> God. No, she's fine. No, she I'm trying to bring a lightness to the end of the show well, here. I don't so know. Alex... Caged heat is lightness. Caged Not heat. Not sure. Mother of God. What's wrong works? with caged heat? It's, it's an honor to be known as caged heat, isn't it? Okay. Okay, maybe not. Okay. I'm sure that added to, added to Joe's stress as well. I'm, I'm sure it stressed the oh, hell out of him. Oh, God. I know that if your mom ever went to prison for three and a half years, I, I wouldn't care much for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaving for five days, and you're having a heart attack. Yes, I am. I happen uh, to love my wife, if it's trips. all right with me. Guilt? Louise. It's not about guilt. This is a, oh it's just God. a... Oh, you're abandoning me. That's not a guilt trip? Declaration of <laughs> my love what for is, my wife. Oh, that's all it what is. it is. What is it with men and needing to... It's like, I'll go out to dinner with a friend, and Fawn will be like, I don't want you to leave. And he'll be like, I don't either. And I'm like, bye. See? <laughs> love See? you. Love you so much. I'm glad you like yeah. me, but I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm glad you like me. Yeah, that's I'm it. Gonna, I like you. Need to talk Don't to other people in, other than you. Yeah. Enjoy for a couple of minutes anyway. yourself. There's just, chicken nuggets for a couple in the of freezer. Minutes. Yeah, like, you're good. Oh, God. Boy, look at the time. I'd like to stay in schmooze, but we got to wrap it up. Okay, so now after tomorrow, Andy, you're going to be on the show tomorrow, aren't you? Yes. But you're going to be on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, yes, most likely. Okay, so then... Alex and Mom are going to be off the rest of the week. Then you're going to be off three days. So basically, Cassie and I will just sit there going, God, remember when we had coworkers? (laughs) We'll have so much fun, Tom. They won't know what to do. Yeah, we'll have a ball. It'll be great. Well, we had a flight on Wednesday that was in the late afternoon, and then they decided, just kidding, we're going to knock it back about five hours. Oh, I hate it when they do that. So I'm going to try to see if they'll transfer us to a – they have a flight that's basically the same as the flight that we had. I would not <laughs> so, I would not change my flight within two days. I wouldn't do that. They'll screw it up, I'm telling you. Let him deal with it. Mm. Yes, you deal with it, Andy. We got what it, you? Andy. I can I can I can do this. As long as we have no yep. technical difficulties. Yeah. We're I'll be fine. Okay. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.